This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Radio show. It is Thursday, November 12th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Doing great. Uh, ready for another fun show, and uh, I'm allowed to go back into the world today. Woohoo! Yeah, no, the quarantine is over. No more isolation. Is it going to be like, uh, you know, you come out of your hole for the first time in years, big scraggly beard, seeing the sunlight for the first time? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I opened my door, and I got some fresh air every once in a while, but I haven't gone anywhere in... <laughs> aside from work what are you most looking forward to doing outside um outside uh, going back to the gym okay the actual gym yeah <laughs> yeah i know i know you're a little bit of a gym rat you like to go every day and you know make sure those love handles stay off but uh mm-hmm. i know you haven't been able yeah. to do so for a well, couple well it's not like now. a game to me they're here you when you don't have a whole lot of groceries you don't eat a whole lot and i wasn't really hungry during this whole thing either which is weird hey it's a it's a good diet plan right yeah i still can't <laughs> smell anything either which sucks so. oh that sucks yeah mm. yeah the nasal passages are clear but mm, can't smell anything huh. well in some cases that might be a good thing yeah, if it was no taste, uh, I was uh, I, I would be down with like trying to eat a bunch of veggies and stuff I normally wouldn't eat because then you wouldn't taste it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That'd be all right. Let's try it. Try whatever. Hey, that's but, not a bad uh, idea. Yeah. So not- I could have been brave in that area. Yeah. So not being able to smell is actually a great segue into the way we kick off the show every day with a question from my co-host Tony. Have you either literally or figuratively ever destroyed a porta potty? <laughs> no, um, I I don't ever do the the deucer in there because it's always it smells like death. Oh, I just want to get the hell. I just if I have to go in one, I want to go in and I want to. It's usually to do a one, and uh, it's usually just get that in and get the hell out of there. So, no, I've seen a destroyed porta potty. Ugh, believe me, I've I've seen it. Yeah, if, if we did trap a guy into a porta potty at a Bronco game once, that was pretty funny. <laughs> you didn't tip it over, did you? No, no. What had happened That's was good. the guy was taking too long, and Mike, uh, uh, our friend's dad, 
uh, he pulled his truck up right up to the door. So when <laughs> the other Mike had to come out of the stall, he couldn't open it, and he was hitting the things. Like, come on, it ain't funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, if you if you have to do a number two in a porta potty, it's always best to just hover. You never want to sit your ass cheeks straight down on there. You don't know no. what's been coming through. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, all that goes to say that there is a bomber destroying portable toilets across a U.S. city in a bizarre crime wave. A bizarre series of explosions in portable toilets is plaguing the city of Pittsburgh. In the most recent incident, a construction crew arriving for work at 7 a.m. on the morning of Tuesday, November 10th, found that their toilet had been blown up. Literally, not figuratively. The city's crack bomb squad and crime units say they had determined that an explosive device had been used. Public safety assistant spokesperson Maurice Matthews told reporters when they got on the scene, they had discovered that the Portageon had evidence of an explosive device that went off inside the Portageon. House to House investigations revealed that the latest incident had occurred around 3.30 a.m. A homeowner living opposite the scene told police she heard a loud boom that broke a window in her home. Wow. We got pretty blessed and pretty lucky that no one was injured, Matthew said at the scene. Police had brought in dogs to sniff through the toilet wreckage. There have been at least three portable toilet explosions in the city over the past couple weeks. Police are as yet unsure whether the explosions are connected. That's part of the investigation to piece it all together to try and see if everything matches up. It's still early to tell, Matthew says. So... I don't know what somebody has against some porta potties, but uh, they certainly like blowing them up. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, uh, I don't know what's what's uh, the fascination of blowing them up. Now, there was a creeper in Boulder many years ago. He was hiding in them. He oh. was being a fervent. He was like waiting for girls to go in the porta potties, but just disgusting because he literally had to crawl in there. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Um. Ugh. People are just weird. I'm trying to remember. There was a... Oh, it was um, Hot August Nights. It, it had to have been last year, obviously. This year we didn't have it. But uh, we were at uh, one of the the little concerts they had, I think, over at the Atlantis. And uh, Jesse was going into the porta potty pulled one open there was a dude there was like hey you want to get it on it's like oh <laughs> gross <laughs> poor jesse yeah. poor jesse <laughs> oh man that's <sighs> just frightening hey baby that's terrifying yeah yeah when you want to straddle the rocket ship of love here <laughs> we're, gonna blow, we're gonna blow up the porcelain god well and to be fair that's the last place you want to do that anyway Ugh. No. Disgusting. No one wants to even go in those damn things. <laughs> well, you know what's not disgusting? Our show. What? We have Woo! a wonderful show lined up for you guys today. It is Thursday, the third day. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? The third day. All right. Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> The third day, okay? <laughs> As we do on Thursdays, we talk about America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, it's time for Florida Man. We have a segment called Message from the FDA. Our call-in topic today is bridging the movie, uh, the holiday movie gap. We have a segment called Famous Feuds. We end up the show with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a little bit.
everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, November 12th. Have you guys heard of the Phoenix Line? Well, if you watch this show, certainly you have. It is our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you've destroyed a porta potty in your past, or maybe you are the Pittsburgh porta potty bomber. Boy, that's a mouthful to say. Give us a call on the Pittsburgh Phoenix porta potty potty bumper. <laughs> Give us a call on the Phoenix Line. That number eight five five Phoenix Radio. That's eight five five F E N I X R D O or eight five five three three six four nine seven. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, which means Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, November 12th, and you know what time that is. Filippo Fast Five. All right, so... uh, All Elite Wrestling announced a new console game with WWF No Mercy Director on board, aiming to be close in the spirit of NBA Jam and NHL Blitz. So if you're about our age now, you remember the golden days of the Nintendo 64 wrestling games that were actually, the graphics were crap, but the gameplay was a lot of fun. So Yeah, and they were aiming... They were over the top, and they were, you know, obviously not based in reality. He's vampire! Woo! <laughs> well, Boom shakalaka! I think uh, you know for this new wrestling promotion to to get the old uh, the old coups of that to bring that back could be a lot of fun for uh, gamers and stuff. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, should be fun. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson will produce, but not star in the Scorpion King reboot. The reboot. The reboot. The reboot. <laughs> the reboot. Reboot. Porky Bork. The reboot will reportedly take place in modern times. Uh, Scorpion King takes on Corona. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how modern at times? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please take on the uh, take on the WAP and the uh, the Corona pandemic. <laughs> That's what asked pierogies, kids. Yep. Uh, Fantastic Beast Three. Uh, Mads Mickelson is in talks to replace Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Ooh. Uh, they showed a picture of him. I didn't know who that was, but I could see it. Um, yeah, he's Wouldn't a great, have to do. A, he looks pretty similar. He's a great actor, great villain. He was the villain in Doctor Strange in um, Casino Royale. Yeah, Casino Royale, and uh, he was Hannibal Lecter in the Hannibal TV series. Well, the, damn, you are just good with just. I give you a name and you know it. You don't have like your IDMB. You're just like done. It's yeah. It, it it's, like it's a it. blessing and a curse. It helps. It helps for that because if you asked me who that was, I couldn't tell you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's in talks, and it looks like he will be the uh, replacement. Showtime's Halo TV series has recast its Cortana actress, bringing in Jen Taylor for the role. You'll know Taylor from her role as Cortana in all the mainline Halo games. So hmm. that'll be really cool for the TV show to keep something that's very familiar with uh, video games. Well, I know this is a project they've been working on for a long time. For a while, it was supposed to be over on Apple TV Plus, and then uh, uh, Microsoft was doing their own thing, but it sounds like it found a home in Showtime. Yeah, it should be really good. Uh, Coup for Showtime, although you'll probably have to get another streaming app or some crap like that. Yeah. There's too many of them at this point. And uh, lastly, in the Filippo Fast Five, Bert Belasco. Uh, he was in Let's Stay Together and The Mick. 
Um, he died at 38. He had a brain aneurysm. Ooh, that so, sucks. Real sad. 38. Fatality. Yeesh. But uh, we'll move on to uh, the entertainment news. Sometimes in those fast fives, you get, unfortunately, the deaths, you know? Yeah. You just get a quick, hey, this day passed away, and then we roll forward. So, um, so right now, it looks like HBO Max has announced additional cast members who will join John Cena in its Peacemaker series which is based on the character from James Gunn's upcoming Suicide Squad. We learned back in September that the Peacemaker was getting his own HBO Max spinoff series, but beyond its inclusion of John Cena in the role and Steve Aggie as John Economos, not much else was said about the show. HBO announced four additional characters for the series on Wednesday, as well as the actors that will play them. Danielle Brooks, who was in Orange the New Black, will play Leota Ade. Oh, geez. They're going to give me all kinds of hard names, right? Ade Bayo, Robert Patrick, a.k.a. the T-1000 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, um, will play Augie Smith. Jennifer Holland, who was in Brightburn, an American Horror Story, will play Amelia Harcourt. And that's who she's also playing in The Suicide Squad. And Chris Conrad from Perpetual Grace, LTD, and The Patriot. Uh, will be the DC Comics character Vigilante slash Adrian Chase. Um, so the Peacemaker is this is going to uh, debut sometime uh, in the 2021 as the Suicide Squad hits theaters tentatively August 6, 2021. So uh, with uh, James Gunn being behind it, John Cena being the star of it, I think this is a great uh, pickup for uh, HBO Max. This uh, should get people a little excited about uh, the Suicide Squad reboot. Yeah, and it sounds like DC's sort of taking the Marvel approach where they're taking some of the characters from the movies and then creating their own series around them. Uh, this looks like so much fun. You know, obviously they did the uh, the DC fandom a few months back and they showed some clips and they showed some teasers from this Suicide Squad and with James Gunn behind the, the scenes, it's uh, it looks like so much fun. Now, the only weird thing is he said that it is in no way related to the terrible David Ayers Suicide Squad, <laughs> but you still have Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. You have uh, 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 Rick Flagg. Um, it, you know, the same characters, same actors. Uh, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, but it's in no way related. So I'm a little confused, Yeah, but maybe they'll explain it. Yeah, they just want you to forget about it. At least you won't have... <laughs> yeah, we get to see him in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah, he's Ugh. in the Snyder Cut, which... Uh, yeah, big things for that. That thing's just growing its own crazy life of its own. Yeah, apparently so. Martian Manhunter's in it now. and Yeah, they're just jammed. They're like, let's bring everybody in it. And now he's talking about even making a sequel to it. Like... Oh, I'm going to make a sequel. Sounds like you kind of already are. Right. <laughs> kind of sounds like you're rebooting the whole thing. So I don't know. Eh, I'm um, not complaining. More comic yeah. book movies, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Staying in the world of comic book movies and James Gunn, uh, between the time James Gunn was removed from his post atop Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and his eventual hiring by Marvel, rehiring by Marvel, we used to run a segment as the Nerd World Times. Used to <laughs> do that little thing with James Gunn. It was a constant part of our early days of the Proton Pack. It was a little uh, bit like a soap opera. But, yeah, it was great. But uh, uh, during uh, a question, uh, they asked the status of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Gunn says the script is written and most of the production heads have been hired. He then followed up 
that uh, little has changed from the time he was let go in the script. So still a good script. Obviously, he's going to be producing and overlooking the uh, the Deadshot um, TV show. Um, but uh, he'll be uh, ready to roll for Guardians. Uh, they'll get together in the new year and they'll start filming, but it does not have a release date yet. Yeah, either so. way, we get more Guardians. Yeah, I'm stoked. He said it is the last one he'll be directing, mm-hmm. but that's okay. It's To me, it seems like a trilogy. It doesn't need to really go on beyond that. Right. So I'm cool with that. You me know, too. Everyone's starting to go on to bigger, better things. You know who's not going on to bigger, better things? Um, Britney Spears. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, That's actually who I was going to... That's the next story. It's a Britney Spears story. It's a slow day in the <laughs> We talk about her all the time. Yeah. Britney Spears' father, Jamie, will not be housed as her conservator at this point. Is it seriously uh, the next story? Yeah. Yeah. That it's was a total... Was. I thought you were... Oh, my God. I thought you were just being <laughs> yeah. facetious and... Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Siri's trying to play... Siri's trying to play a song. <laughs> hey, Siri, like, play... Hit me, baby, one more time. No, don't. But it's funny. It's like... I'm I'm going to play the song Muse from whatever band. It's like, what the hell? You can't just play that. I don't have that song. But uh, anyway, in a nutshell, yeah, I'm not going to read the whole article other than Britney refuses to perform ever again as long as her father oversees her fortune and everything. She refuses to do anything else, put out any new music, nothing else. She just doesn't want her father to have any control anymore. So she's still she's still fighting to get her own freedom. I know she lost her mind a few years ago, um, and the dad stepped in, but it's just weird because she's she's our age, right? And it just it's sad to think that she has zero control over her career and fortune. But the best thing she can do is just say, "Fine, just not gonna do it then." Yeah, but as far as I understand, uh, she's still got a few uh, little screws loose, so mm-hmm. it's tough to say, you know. So, but yeah, that really was the next story. I just think it's funny. You're like a Britney Spears. I'm like, I can't believe okay. it. I, I was just pulling that out of my ass. And sure yeah, enough, you wow. did good with that. But we'll move on to kind of a crazier entertainment story. This is how we'll wrap it up. Crazier than Britney so, Spears? Yeah, man. This is going to be weird. <laughs> so Ticketmaster is exploring COVID-19 vaccination or negative tests when concerts return. Um, it was... Um, it says that Ticketmaster is planning to return to live events in 2021, and as a part of the ticket's giant's new framework, Ticketmaster may require proof of COVID-19 vaccination or negative COVID test within a 24-hour, 72-hour window before allowing admission to an event. Say what? This, yeah. Earlier this week, it was announced that uh, Pfizer and BioTech had developed a vaccine with a 90% trial success rate. The trial included over 43,000 participants, um, showed no serious side effects from the vaccine. Um, trial participants were given two doses spaced 21 days apart, meaning the vaccine was effective within 28 days. Uh, Pfizer noted that the vaccine efficiency percentage may vary. But uh, the news caused stock prices for live music companies to jump, delivering the first piece of optimism for live events since March 2020. In response, Ticketmaster announced their plans for screening fans before they attend events, but they will rely on the Ticketmaster digital ticket app. So 
Um, kind of interesting, uh, Brian uh, Swanson, a.k.a. Blacktop Devil, check him out on YouTube. Um, he's the one that sent me that article, and he's like, well, I guess I'm not going to any live events anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems like it's going to be a harder thing to do, but, uh, hey, I'm looking, I'd am i love to get back into some live events, even if I have to take a little test. So. Well, if anything, it's smart on Ticketmaster just to claim that, because even if they don't follow through with it, it's it's creating confidence in their company. Obviously, it raised their stock prices. And then if, you know, things start simmering back down and they don't go through with it, well, they've lost nothing by uh, just saying it. Yeah. So, but there you go. There's your entertaining entertainment news. Now, let's dance on to the birthday. Yeah, Oh, yeah, it's a lot of people's birthdays today. It's uh, Princess Catwoman, a.k.a. Anne Hathaway. She's 38. So, you know, Princess Diaries before she was big. <laughs> yeah. um, my Mr. Notebook from La La Land, who knows how to drive, is 40. That's Ryan Gosling. Uh, Mr. Thunder and Rocket, uh, Mr. Russell Westbrook, is 32 years young, and he's looking for a trade out of Houston. So uh, that should be fun. The folk singer Neil Young is 75, and the one-time exciter of the home run chase and now sadly disgraced Chicago Cub, Sammy Sosa, is 52. And have you seen him lately? I, I think he looks like the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, he, like, bleached his skin. He's whiter than white. Yeah. It's freaky. And he's all bloated and... Yeah. It, he like he, they did that sit down uh, for uh, ESPN's Thirty for Thirty, the home run chase with him and McGuire. Woo! He looked bad, but nonetheless, <laughs> happy birthday! And that is your entertainment news. And then uh, after the break, it's gonna be something fun next. Oh, so. it always is. Yep, it is Thursday, and that means it's time to explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Florida man is next, folks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, November 12th. Now, as, well, I mentioned in that little uh, teaser, we are all over social media. You can find us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on Facebook, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at Tony.Sanflippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O. Dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.Sanflippo81. Now it is Thursday. We love Thursdays because we get to explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. It's time for Florida Man. Oh, good for you! Florida Man, Florida Man, crazy bastards doing whatever they can. <laughs> Alright, we're going on down to Miami Gardens with this uh, to kick off florida man this week um florida man is back at it again um a man out of miami gardens has pleaded guilty to a charge that he defrauded more than two dozen elderly people out of nearly one million dollars way to go (laughs) 
David Green duped victims into believing that a relative, usually a grandchild, needed money for bail, legal fees, and other expensive expenses, according to federal prosecutors in Maryland. Uh, Green faces a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison after pleading guilty on Tuesday to mail fraud conspiracy charge. Co-defendant McArnold Charmaine, 33, of Miramar, pleaded guilty to the same charge on Friday. Uh, Green was arrested in, all the way back in March of 2019 by police um, while trying to retrieve a package um, that a victim sent to a location in New York, Delaware. Newark, sorry. Newark. <laughs> that way it sounds like New York. Newark. Uh, Green and Charmaine's co-conspirators posed as police officers and lawyers and other individuals to persuade, persuade at least 28 different victims to send money to vacant homes in states including Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Florida. So, uh, you know, we just talked about the, my sister and I talked about this yesterday with the elderly. Unfortunately, they do get scammed. They fall for things and, uh, you know. Yeah, it's they, sad. You know, you know if, if you're preying on the el- elderly, you deserve to go to prison. Absolutely. Oh, so this is uh, not good. In North, or- North Fort Lauderdale, Florida, a man has been arrested after his girlfriend accused him of setting her on fire Monday morning. Noah Jimenez Cortez was apprehended Monday afternoon, according to the Broward Sheriff's Office, which is investigating the incident as an attempted murder. Deputies say they were called out to Northwest 54th Street in North Fort Lauderdale about 4.30 a.m. and found a woman who said she had been intentionally set on fire by her boyfriend. The woman whose identity was not released by investigators was taken to a hospital where authorities say she remains in critical condition. Wow. The investigation reveals that Jimenez Cortez poured an accelerant on the victim's body and ignited the fire with a cigarette. Anyone with information uh, should call Detective Robert Roche, uh, and uh, you can remain anonymous. Like, that's a smoking hot relationship there, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing says love like I'm going to pour accelerant all over you and then flick a cigarette butt at you. <laughs> that, that's a whole new level of kinky. Yeah. Hey, hey, baby, I thought you'd like it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go on down a little further to Miami. <clears throat> in case you, in, in the case of what you get, you get what you pay for, a Florida man paid $150 for a full contact experience with a black leopard and he ended up being mauled. Dwight Turner has undergone two surgeries since being attacked by the animal on August 31st. His wife, Natuska Turner, said in a sworn written statement to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, whew, that's a long one, Dwight Turner and the leopard's owner, Michael Pogi, arranged for him to play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures on Pogi's property. <clears throat> Pogi unlocked the leopard's cage. Dwight Turner entered and sat on a bench inside when the leopard growled and attacked Mr. Turner, biting his head and his ear. Mr. Turner sustained injuries to the right side of his head, right ear. Mrs. Turner stated that she had to place a part of Mr. Turner's scalp back in place because it was Ooh. hanging from his head and his right ear was torn in half. Uh, Pogi was issued two misdemeanor citations for allowing full contact with an extremely dangerous animal and with maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition, causing extensive damage. Uh, my thing is, how the heck does uh, Mr. Pogi get a panther? How is that legal? 
Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Florida. Yeah. He does have a Facebook page called Pogie's Animal House if you uh, want to check it out. Well, it won't be around. Pogie's ra- Animal House, where you'll get mauled by my panther. <laughs> I have a feeling Pogie's Animal House isn't going to be a long, uh, be around too much longer with, uh, I'm sure, impending lawsuits after, uh, after Oh, after that. that. One who's like, come on, come on over to my house. This is my backyard. That's Mittens the kitten. He's a leopard, and uh, you can take a picture with him, and uh, I'm going to lock you inside a steel cage. I uh, promise it's uh, completely safe, and uh, yeah. Best of luck to you. Please sign the waiver. <laughs> stupid is stupid does, sir. Ha <laughs> ha! Exactly. Oh, Palmetto, Florida. I don't know where that is. But somewhere in Florida, though. A handcuffed Florida man walked out of police custody, Monday officials said. The man, who Palomato police say might go by the name of Luke, was arrested on suspicion of shoplifting. He also was being questioned about a string of recent robberies and burglaries. Uh, when he was taken into custodies, custody, custodies. he gave investigators... <laughs> words are hard for me to do, apparently. <laughs> he gave investigators two different identities. His police tried to confirm who he was. He just got up from the interview room and left, left the building. Police said the 30 to 35-year-old man is homeless and often spends time at the Walmart. That's just... So he got arrested. Being like, man, this interview sucks. I'm going to leave. He just walks oh, out Oh, good for you! <laughs> I wish I wish I could. You know, you get arrested, be like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm I'm out of here. You know what? Stuff happens. What are you gonna do? I, I'm gonna go. All they took was a pack of gum. It's cool. Yeah. I chewed it already. It sucked. It was fruit stripe gum. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> Lasted about I three seconds. I probably won't do it again. Oh, Naples woman is upset over a nail design. So guess what she does? She attacks mm. the manicurist. So we're going down to Naples, Florida. Uh, Kristen Curry was arrested after the incident at Allure Nails off US 41 on November 4th. <clears throat> she told Kohler County deputies that she wanted to go, she went to the salon to get her nails did. It doesn't say did, <laughs> but it's just funny. But, uh, and that she got upset when the employee wasn't doing them correctly. The manicurist threatened to call someone, and that's when Curry said she pushed a mirror in front of her, according to the deputies. Curie refused to answer questions after they asked her if she touched the employer destroyed property. The nail salon employee told deputies that Curie was asking for extravagant designs that was that she wasn't able to provide. Uh, that's when she got, uh, she said Curie got aggressive and started destroying things. The manicurist told deputies Curie knocked over the plexiglass divider, knocked over and smashed the tools on her work desk, broke a glass bowl filled with candy. Not the candy! Uh, the deputy said the employee told them she was either punched in the head or Curry threw an item at her. That's yeah, pretty distinct. You know, if you're going to get punched or something. Right. At you. She couldn't remember because of how fast everything happened. The manicurist had a small cut on her head along with some swelling and bruising. Curry was arrested for battery, criminal mischief, and disorderly conduct. She was taken to the Naples Jail Center. So, oh no, hell no, I don't like this. Has the planet uh, gone mad? They, they do go mad in Florida, man. And there is still st- some more stories. I don't know. Do you got time for one more? Uh, if you've got we, a quick we, one, we'll do that it. Good. Uh, you know what? We'll have to end that one on that note because right. the other three are rather long, so same for next week. But that's crazy Florida man and woman. So remember, if you're going to get a manicure, make sure that uh, you keep your cool. 
<laughs> Don't want no more broken candy dishes in this world. No, no, that's that's a travesty. Well, yeah. folks, that does it for another edition of Florida Man. Never disappoints. When we come back, we've got a segment called Message from the FDA. You won't want to miss it. It is very important. Come on back, y'all. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Thursday, November 12th. It is the fourth and final segment of the first hour, but don't fret, there is still plenty ahead with the second hour. Plenty of fun stuff uh, to come. But if you missed a portion of this show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, we care so much that uh, we've titled this next segment, A Message from the FDA. We're talking about food safety facts that you may or may not have known. Of course, when it comes to the FDA, you know, the Food and Drug Administration, yeah, you hear the conspiracy theories of there's a certain allowable amount of bugs in food and, and things along those lines. Um, don't know if there's any truth or fact to that, but uh, we're going to run these down. Tony, I'm going to bounce them off of you and uh, get your thoughts. For instance, this first one Bugs. says chocolate with white or grayish film is fine to eat. While white or grayish film formed on the surface of chocolate may not look very appetizing, turns out it's perfectly fine to eat. The process occurs when cocoa butter fats separate from the cocoa. And uh, from my vast knowledge of chocolate, I'm just a chocolate lover, uh, it wasn't properly tempered. So it'll give it sort of a crumbly texture, but uh, it'll still taste the same. Yeah, I would say that wouldn't, that wouldn't scare me away from a fine piece of chocolate, you know, a little film. Doesn't matter as long as it doesn't affect the taste of it, um, then that's all that matters, you know. Yeah, and you'll typically find that in like the lower quality chocolate. So sometimes like Hershey's and you know the the off the shelf brands, uh, the finer stuff, you'll almost ne- never see that that white film occur. Right, like your lint, uh, your and that's L I N D T. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, not belly uh, button things like that. Yeah, it's just funny. Like a cheap one like Hershey's, I'm like. Mm. But I get you, Hershey's pretty mass manufacturer. Yeah, so. uh, Hershey still tastes good, but it's, you know, it's not the finest quality. It's no Ghirardelli, right. you know. Moving on with food safety uh, facts. I was going to say hacks, but they're not hacks. They're facts. Uh, Tony. Hacks and facts. When it comes to chips and dip, are you a double dipper? Yeah, unfortunately. I, I, I just, yeah, I'm bad about it. Yummy! <laughs> well, Tony, double dipping can spread bacteria and viruses. Sadly, double dipping is not the greatest idea since it can spread bacteria and viruses even when a person isn't visibly sick or unwell. Therefore, it is always best to put dip on your own plate and enjoy it without spreading germs to other people. So, uh, That's smart thinking. Um, you know, I'm pretty bad about that at, uh, when you go out with friends and you do chips and salsa. 
Yeah, I'm pretty bad about that. Like, I'll eat that. You know, you get a big old chip. You dip it once, you take a bite, and then you go to get more. So <laughs> probably best uh, to do that that way. It makes sense. Yeah. For me, if I'm, you know, like at a Mexican restaurant and, you know, I've got a big old chip that requires really a second dip, I'll do the first one, take a bite, and then actually I'll flip it around and dip the end that uh, wasn't on my mouth or wasn't in my hand. And that way uh, it's like a brand new chip getting dipped in there. Courtesy. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Let's move on with food safety facts. Get in my belly! Tony, do you subscribe to the five-second rule? No, it, it depends. Like, if, if it's at my house or something, like if it falls on the carpet, sure. You know, but typically, not like somewhere like Costco. No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you know, the, the floor's germies, you know, and, and it realistically, once it hits the ground, you shouldn't ever, ever, ever pick it back up i mean you just think about the foot traffic and all the germs that uh, hit the ground yeah no yeah once it's on the ground it's gone it's gone so like i <laughs> you know well the, no. the good news is we have immune systems that usually combat anything that may have been picked up after the five second rule but the five second rule is a myth to test out people's favorite rule, Dr. Ronald Carter from Queen Mary University of London did an experiment. He dropped pizza, apple, and toast onto different surfaces, and it revealed that they were all covered in germs. As it turned out, the five-second rule isn't true. Bacteria can attach to food as soon as it touches the floor. So, uh, again, if you subscribe to the five-second rule, in most cases your immune system will kick it out. But at the same time, if you are worried about bacteria, probably best to just throw it away. Yeah. My thought, even at home, you know, it hit, if it hits the ground, like if I'm making a, you know, my lunch and I grab some chips, if a chip hits the ground, I just throw it in the trash. But, yeah. You know, and I keep it clean, but still, you just never know. Exactly. Well, moving on with our message from the FDA, um, aside from Chinese food, I'm not a big leftover guy. What about you, Tony? Are you somebody that uh, enjoys the leftovers? No, it depends on what it is. Like if it's takeout, no. Um, things like Chinese food the next day is not typically pretty good reheated uh, but things like taco meat or something like that I'll do like if, because it's just me so if I make enough I'll usually use it on a different meal the next night I'll mix it in with something but uh, yeah not a huge huge leftovers person but uh, I'm not against it uh, for some things and now how long do you keep your leftovers in the fridge are you a next day and it's out type of person or yeah. are you the uh, let's grow a science experiment and see how long it'll last no no next day like if i don't eat it by day two then it goes in the trash so probably a good idea well uh this food safety fact refrigerated leftovers must be tossed out in three to four days we all know that some type of bacteria can call cause illness however as it appears the types of bacteria that do not affect the smell taste or appearance of food this is why it's crucial to either freeze or throw out refrigerated leftovers within three days so always good to know yummy yeah like you don't want like the case of those taquitos i got from 7-eleven no (laughs) by a rule of thumb i don't order any hot food from 7-eleven no yeah and no I, gas station uh, food like that for me either, <laughs> ever, ever again. Moving on with our food safety facts. Tony, are you a big uh, icing fan when it comes to cakes? Do you like uh, icing on it? Do you like drizzles? Do you like cream cheese frosting? What's what's your uh, preference for No, topping? surprisingly, I don't like frosting. I'm not a big frosting guy. I actually prefer 
like if it's a fresh baked cake, I, I like it plain. I don't want frosting on it. Um, now, like sometimes on like, like I had sent you a picture a week ago, the animal cookie mm-hmm. um, that I had ordered from DoorDash. It was real chintzy. Um, that frosting wasn't bad. It was a little too, I could have done with less, like I could have done with just a real smidge of it. Yeah. Versus what I got. So I had to scrape off some of that frosting because it's too goopy. It's too much sugar. Less icing, a lot more sprinkles. They uh, they got yeah. a little chintzy on the sprinkles. Well, Tony, yeah. this may benefit you. Titanium dioxide that's found in icing has been linked to inflammatory bowel diseases. Yes, titanium dioxide, an additive that's used to make white appear even whiter, can be found in a variety of foods like coffee, creamer, icing, powdered sugar, and ranch dressing. However, for the exact same reason, it is used in making sunscreens, laundry detergents, and paint. The FDA considers the additive safe. However, there was research conducted that linked it to inflammatory bowel diseases. In addition to this, as of 2020, France has banned titanium dioxide in its food. So uh, something to keep an eye out for. Ooh. The cream of the crop! Yeah. Let's move on with our messages from the FDA. Get in my belly! Belly! Tony, with butter, and I'm talking butter, not margarine, are you uh, keep it out so that it's soft or put it in the fridge so it's cold type of person? Um... I always kept mine in the fridge just to keep longer, but like growing up, my mom, they would leave it in the butter dish out. Yeah, we do um, too. I it pref- was always nice and, you know, at least melty at that point. So if you wanted to put it on your toast or whatever, it went on smoother versus like the bread or, you know, when it's cold, you then you got that cold chunk and then you got to wait for it to melt. Because yeah. when you melt it, that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, uh, keep it out so it's easy to spread. Well, it's recommended actually to keep butter in the fridge. We all know just how annoying it is to try to spread butter on bread that's still cold and hard. However, experts say that leaving your butter in a warmer temperature may accelerate the growth of uh, growth rates of spoilage microbes. So, uh, you know, if you are going to leave it out, just make sure you use it uh, pretty quickly. And then finally, Tony, uh, milk expiration date, is it down the drain or uh, do you wait to see when it spoils? Um, I usually give it a, about, I could go up to a week with it before I dump it. And and then I typically do the smell test, you know, if it smells funny, before I actually taste it. It's kind of like an episode of How I Met Your Mother, where, is this milk any good? <laughs> and then he puts it right back in. Right. Um, yeah, for me, obviously I can't smell right now, so that would be kind of tough. So I give it about a week. Yeah. Well, it's best way to uh, the best way to know if milk is still good is to smell it. Expiration date is just a suggestion, but folks, you know what's not a suggestion? Coming back to the second hour. So uh, hang tight. We've got about seven minutes, and then we will be back. See you guys in just a little bit. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. 
wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Thursday, November 12th. We are excuse me. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still driven by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Doesn't have his smoothie, but he's got his tea. He's got his zip fizz. He's got his water. I'm surprised he doesn't have to pee every two seconds. No, well, <laughs> yeah, me too. But yeah, got the old zippy, zipperoony. Vitamin C. I'm all out of tea. That was my last uh, tea bag, too. Uh, no smoothie mix because you can't. I actually made my lunch for work. So that's what I was doing uh, on the break this time, kind of multitasking, getting ahead, uh, prepping for the day. So that's what I did with my seven minutes, you know. <laughs> Play- Probably sent like 5,000 selfies as Christian usually catches me in between <laughs> Snapchat and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of that crap goes on between the breaks because we can't talk during the breaks, which sucks. So. Exactly. But the behind the scenes is fun just to see what Tony's got going on in his world, at least in the, <laughs> the mime version of Tony. Um, speaking of the mime version of Tony, uh, your video was freezing a little bit, but uh, it seems to be better now. Uh, luckily, the oh, audio hasn't good. gone out and the Xfinity guide doesn't seem to be there. So hopefully we don't lose you all together. So. Yeah, no, that would be a bad thing. But yeah, as far as I know, no one's out there doing any work today. So Good, good. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners, and the watchers on the topic of the day. Now, the way we've been doing this is we give you the topic the day in advance. That way, it gives you guys an opportunity to call in on the Phoenix line. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. Just leave a message on whatever the topic is, and you get the added bonus of if you do that, you're entered into a chance to win uh, part of our Phoenix Fan Gear prize contest. Nope. Prize contest is not an actual phrase. <laughs> we'll do a drawing. Well, well, it could be. Like, it's our show. You can, you can make it a... Uh a term if you want to you know you can call it whatever the hell you want to we're just making stuff up around here so if you want to be part of the prize contest be sure to chime in and we will let you know what tomorrow's call-in topic is at the end of the next segment but today we are talking movies that will bridge the holiday gap so uh, obviously we just finished up halloween you know obviously the movies around halloween are uh you know horror movies scary movies halloween themed movies and then we've got the lead up to Christmas, and there's you know a whole slew of great Christmas movies, but it might be a little too early to start t- tuning into those and turning them on. So I want to know what you guys are doing to uh, sort of bridge that gap. What are you watching right now to uh, sort of hold you over between those two time periods? Now, you can always chime in on our Facebook page as well. Head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video and comment in there. Now, Tony, what about you? Um, you know, we're almost into Christmas territory, but uh, what are you watching just to keep yourself busy at this point? Well, I've I've been trying to catch up on some movies I may have missed. There are a slew of Netflix shows, um, uh, movies, that, you know, like uh, I still have yet to watch the Charlize Theron one or the Chris Hemsworth one. Like I've yet to watch their big mm. uh, Netflix movies. So maybe something like those um, because they're always fun. You like to do the themes like 
October's always great because you can watch a lot of horror movies and stuff like that. You know, I actually want to catch uh, Freaky, that Vince Vaughn one where yeah. they uh, done by the Happy Death Day director. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a lot of fun. I even though we're past Halloween, I still would really like to watch that movie. Um, uh, I've actually kind of gone back to just TV shows at this point. Uh, after the, I went on a movie kick with like the screams, and I watched a couple of the Elm Streets mm-hmm. and stuff like that around Halloween. Um, but uh, you know, I just I got re back into the boys. I had watched just the one episode yesterday. I've watched three straight hours of the boys, so now I just finished <laughs> up episode You're four. Hooked. Oh, dude, what a what a good show! I mean, there's some graphic stuff on there that I'm just like. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. And just wait as you get deeper into it, the more graphic it gets. It's uh, it's an intense show, but it's it, it's a lot of fun too. You know, a lot of humor. Yeah, in there. absolutely. I I really enjoy it so far, and I had no idea that Dennis Quaid and uh, Meg Ryan's son was the uh, was is Huey in that show. Is that who he is? Yeah, that's that's their son. I had to do IDMB to kind of figure out who some of these. Uh, actors were from and what what else they've been in and uh interesting it's uh it's dennis quaid and meg ryan's son so very cool yeah for us um you know we've been going and trying to catch up on the premium video on demand movies that uh you know obviously came out during the whole coronavirus but uh, now are a little bit cheaper for instance we saw bill and ted three face the music which uh oh not good (laughs) Yeah, we've I, talked I, about it, but I, it's yeah, yeah, <laughs> not definitely. Uh, at least you saw it for what you saw it for, and not like the twenty dollar uh, premium on demand. Exactly. We went and saw, uh, or not went, but uh, we saw the Borat two, which again had funny Ugh. moments, but overall was not great. But like you, Tony, for the most part, we've just been catching up on uh, older TV shows. So we've been going through How I Met Your Mother, uh, The Boys. Um, and then, uh, of all things, Frasier. Frasier? I mean, yeah, Frasier's a shocking one. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I was expecting you to say Friends, because I know you guys watch a lot of Friends still. Yeah. Um, but I'm the same way. It's uh, How I Met Your Mother and uh, and uh, The Boys. They were the two shows I've been watching. And oof, I did watch the terrible Borat, too. Um, I did watch, you know, it's going to sound a little cheesy, and I don't care. But as we get into the holiday movies, uh, you guys might want to watch The Holiday. It's got, um, I'm blanking on her name right now, but after the break, I'll have her name. Okay, I was going to say, I haven't Uh, seen it, so I can't help you. She can probably help me. She's she's, uh, in uh, Meet the We Are the Millers. She's the fake daughter. Yeah. um, Oh. I'm blanking on her name right now, so. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll, I'll have the name. I'll look it up on the break, and I'll have it. Right. You guys are probably yelling at the screen, it's so-and-so, you idiot. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. There you go, yeah. Okay, it was a great – it was not only, like, I was worried it was going to be a girly movie because it was recommended to me from one of my girly friends. Like, she's she's like, you should watch it. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to watch a, a chick flick kind of stuff. Yep, there's Emma Roberts. I'm, get, I'm getting it now. Oh, are you? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it was – freaking hilarious man it was a good comedy slash rom-com with a holiday you know it was tied around holidays in general not just christmas i mean it kicks off at christmas uh-huh. but there's some primo funny stuff in that movie i recommend it it's on netflix uh 
It's good for a laugh, man. It's All right. good. Well, you and I have similar uh, movie sensibilities, so maybe worth checking out. But uh, folks, I think it, you and Jess would you together would like it. You know, very cool. Well, folks, when we come back, it's all about you guys. Feel free to chime in on what movies you're watching to bridge the holiday gap. When we come back, it's all about you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, November 12th. We are smack dab in the interactive... No, stack, smack dab in the... Words are hard today, Tone. I'm telling you. Smack Oh, and Tony's having a hard time with words because yeah, he's no. on mute. <laughs> it warned me. It's like, hey, your microphone's muted. Yeah, I was going to say for me too, man, during the Florida Man segment, I struggled with some words. It's almost the end of the week, but we're not quite there yet. As I was trying to say, we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers. Comment now on our live Facebook video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio with your pick for uh, what you're watching to bridge the holiday movie gap. Basically, we're, we're stuck in the middle of Halloween horror movies and fun Christmas movies. What are you watching in the meantime? For instance, Kendra chimed in. She said, uh, I've decided to watch the classic Disney cartoons. Started Snow White. We will see how many I can get through before the Friday after Thanksgiving when the tree goes up. That's a great way to do it is pick a theme. That That's, way you can watch a series like of movies. In fact, along those lines, I may go back and rewatch the uh, Marvel movies from front to back. There you go. So yeah, that might be a, a lot of fun. Well, if I wasn't going back to the late night uh, shenanigans, I I tell you, I'd watch some stuff, but uh, I probably am not at this point. And I think my watching days are going to slow down again. So, <laughs> but it was nice. It was nice to catch up on stuff. So uh, MV everybody that can get to but that's a hell of a suggestion yeah yeah obviously you got a little more sleep as well um also when we posed the topic yesterday uh, mike yandra chimed in said it's always a good time to watch uh, either national lampoon's christmas vacation or elf i don't necessarily disagree i do try to keep my christmas movies around christmas but those are two of my favorites by far and i'll usually watch both of those right around half christmas so uh yeah in June. Oh, they're great movies. Just yeah. to just to get into the spirit. Uh, Tony, has anybody chimed in on your end of uh, yeah. what movies they're watching to uh, bridge that holiday gap? Yeah, Lacey feels that Nightmare Before Christmas can work really between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I agree with her on that. That yeah. could fall either. Brilliant or. move on Disney's part. Um, they've been watching uh, Shit's Creek, uh, a lot of that right now. And then I also got I also got schooled on the way of Emma Roberts. Uh, do you know that Eric Roberts is her dad? I did and, not know that. And her aunt is Julia Roberts. Had no idea. I I figured she was related to Julia Roberts, but uh, obviously by association, that would make her related to Eric Roberts. So, <laughs> Right, and that's Eric Roberts' daughter. So I got schooled on that because I said, uh, I texted and I said, I kind of find her oddly attractive. I, I just don't know what it is. Like, I'm attracted to her. Like, I don't think, like the most i don't know just 
It's one of those. Weird, yeah, it's one of those. One of those things I find her attractive. It's it's a Julia Roberts quality. Like Julia Roberts isn't like classically beautiful, but she is oddly attractive. Yeah, she's cute. In my opinion. Yeah, she's still cute too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody else? Um, no. That was that was all I've got on my. Let me let me bring up the old feed of Roni here. <laughs> and uh, see if uh, and of course you guys can there. always chime in like I said on our Facebook page live video uh, let us know what you're watching to bridge the holiday movie gap uh, Kendra did also chime in she said she watched uh, Disney's Noel in July and that was the one with uh, oh Bill Hader and um, oh, I forget who the female lead was in that but uh, it looked interesting Noel, Noel. I used to work with a lady named Noel, and I used to sing this stupid song like that. I don't know why. I got it off The Simpsons, I think. <laughs> well, while we are waiting for you, wow, that's a mouthful. While we, while are, we waiting, are waiting for you, for you guys to chime in, I pulled up a list of, uh, well, Movies that aren't technically Christmas movies, but uh, are considered Christmas movies. For instance, probably the most famous of them all is Die Hard. You know, the debate rages on as far as... A Christmas movie. Is it a Christmas movie? Isn't it a Christmas movie? I think it's a Christmas movie. You think it's a Christmas movie. Apparently, Bruce Willis does not think it's a Christmas movie. No. Well, what's cool is you could really watch that any time of the year, but it, it seems fitting for a Christmas movie. We'll put it this way. I save it for Christmas time to watch. Yeah, me too. Do you save Gremlins for uh, Christmas I do. watch? I do. Gremlins yeah. is on the list as Gremlins well. Is, Gremlins is kind of one of those, like, oddly enough, it's around Christmas, man. It just it has the Christmas vibes. You know when it's taking place. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that one's kind of like you can watch around Halloween too. But, uh, yeah, it kind of fits in the middle there yeah i mean it's goofy scary but at the same time it takes place during christmas and you know there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of that another one that uh actually i may just watch this christmas never really thought about it before but uh, makes a lot of sense batman returns the tim burton film uh second installment with uh, uh michael keaton and of course danny devito and michelle pfeiffer is in the villain roles but yeah that all takes place around Christmas. You know, you've got uh, uh, Penguin's gang who pops out of the um, presidents. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a fun movie. And you know what? I'm going to start considering it a Christmas movie. Wow. I never would have thought. <laughs> Real quick, uh, calling back to uh, Disney's Noel, uh, Kendra chimed back in. Anna Kendrick. That's the name I was looking for. She's Anna the female Kendrick lead. Kendrick is in Noah. Yeah, Lacey texted me that too. And she also said Eric Roberts is oddly attractive. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got to get a female perspective yeah. on the show, you know? To each his own. Here's another one that I've always considered a Christmas movie, but I know there's a lot of debate around. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Lame biggest thing out of that but uh, a lot of people don't consider it a christmas movie god bless us everyone uh, right don't they say that no too? that's uh that's a christmas carol <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i don't know my christmas movies for crap i guess <laughs> here's one that uh again with uh, maybe the themes that i'm going with uh 
maybe not necessarily considered a Christmas movie, but it could be Iron Man 3. It all takes place during Christmas. Uh, obviously, that's when, uh, you know, he goes to the, the shed or the shack of the little kid who helps him out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it all revolves around Christmas. And, you know, what? I'm going to consider that one a Christmas movie as well. All right. I guess you could consider that one. I haven't seen that one in a long time. So, unlike and, you, maybe go back and start watching the Marvel movies again. And Because uh, I've been wanting to watch uh, Avengers uh uh, Infinity War and Endgame again. So, well, I um, when I came back from California to see the boys, uh, JetBlue had you know where you had the touch screens, you could pick the movies. I started watching Endgame, but of course it's only an hour and a half flight, so that got me about to the halfway point of that movie. So I need to go back and finish watching it because I was hooked and didn't get to finish it. And as you know, I'm a little bit of a completist when it comes to that. So, <laughs> right, right. Uh, another movie that's not considered a Christmas movie, but could be Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah. I could see that. The first one. I'm getting too old for this stuff. Stuff. <laughs> uh, great movie. And that, again, four Lethal Weapon movies, that might be a series to go back and, and watch while you bridge this holiday movie gap. Yeah, I think that would be a good one to add for sure. Lethal Weapon was great. All four of them. I enjoyed the heck out of all of them. And then finally, uh, a movie that actually I've gone back and watched fairly recently, um, The Long Kiss Goodnight, with Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. She was the uh, assassin spy who lost her memory and then started a life, and then it all starts coming back. Again, takes place around Christmas and, and could certainly be considered a non-Christmas Christmas movie. Yeah, non-Christmas Christmas. I like it. <laughs> well, I haven't seen that movie since I worked at the video store. Boy, a long time. That's been a while. VHS days, right? Yeah, I remember I had the uh, had the poster uh, from Video Maniacs. Oh, very cool. Well, yeah. folks, that does it for today's interactive portion of the show. We were talking bridging the holiday movie gap tomorrow. Bridging. Tomorrow we're talking grooming gaffes. Obviously, Tony's let his uh, beard grow out a little bit. It's no-shave November, but uh, we've all had uh, mishaps and things happen when we're trying to groom, whether you're trying to uh, get that shorn uh, scrotum or uh, you know just trying to, to clean up the beard a little bit. Things happen. So uh, call in on the Phoenix line, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Let us know about your grooming gaffes. When we come back, we have a segment called Famous Feuds. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a little bit. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, November 12th. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the watchers and the listeners, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. And it's a voicemail. You don't even have to speak with a live person. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. It's also how we request that you guys chime in on our call-on topic for the next day. For instance, tomorrow's call-on topic is 
grooming gaffes. So uh, maybe you had hey, a... Hey, Snoochie Boochie's going to shave down the little Noochies. <laughs> maybe you had a little slip of the razor and you want to share. Well, you can do so on the Phoenix line. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, Tony, in this segment, we're talking famous feuds. If I were to ask you, what is the most famous celebrity feud in Hollywood of all time? Of all time? In your opinion. Ooh. I don't know. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of feuds. Um, you know, unfortunately, there was the falling out between Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith, but that never got heated where they put down each other or anything. It was really, uh, it was really stemmed from Jennifer Garner, his then wife and Kevin Smith. And they've um, since made up. Yeah, they've made up since then. But, um, wow, when it comes to actors, uh, such a good question. Well, Tony, I don't know. to get the, uh, the brain running, let's go ahead and hear about the latest, probably the biggest one in my opinion. You know, they say the holidays are a time for forgiveness. And if we're being honest, the two of us have a lot to be sorry for. Truce is not friendship. It's war. Ryan started it. Hugh Jackman here. No one likes you. He's just an evil person. Wow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Hugh, forgive me <laughs> for exposing you for the monster that you truly are. Mm. Yes, and to everyone but Ryan, please forgive me for even engaging with someone of his emotional maturity. You know what? Hmm. Forgiveness sucks. Let's let the people pick a winner. Perfect. This holiday, when you shop at Sam's Club, you can side with me and not only affirm Ryan is the canned cranberry source of human beings, but you'll also contribute to the Laughing Man Foundation, which helps coffee farming communities around the world. Or you side with me to send a message that, like mistletoe, Hugh just makes things awkward. And Sam's Club will help me support efforts to provide compassionate care to sick children through the Sick Kids Foundation. So I guess the holidays aren't about forgiveness after all. No. No, as always, it's an emotional brawl with friends, loved ones, also also hated ones. Right, yeah. Visit samsclub.com, The Feud. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. I was expecting uh, Ryan Reynolds to be uh, on Team Costco or something. Been, yeah, unfortunately, but it I is for Sam's, Sam's Club sponsoring uh, the the thing. So, and I guess it's for a good cause. So you know, yeah, you do for what a you good do. Cause. I ain't gonna rip on them by no means. But if you follow the Hugh Jackman Ryan Reynolds feud from the beginning, it's hilarious. They they have so much fun poking fun at each other that uh, it's obviously not a real feud but uh, you know they, they make it that way but wanted to run down some of the more famous feuds in Hollywood history for instance Tony the love of your life Taylor Swift and Katy Perry do you remember that one raging out of control I do remember that getting bad um, they even took digs at each other in music videos and all that stuff um, they have since made up their friends again. So, Yeah, so it all started famously with a fight over a backup dancer and intensified with several back-and-forth diss tracks. Taylor Swift wrote Bad Blood about their feud, and things heated up in 2017 when Katy Perry dropped the album Witness. When asked whether she would respond to Bad Blood on the new album, Perry told EW, there is no one thing that's calling out any one person, but added, everything has a reaction or a consequence, so don't forget about that. Okay, honey. 
So after Perry dropped the album's second single, possible diss track Swish Swish, which featured Nicki Minaj, who has her own problems with Swift, and finally explicitly confirmed the feud, saying she started it and it's time for her to finish it. But as you mentioned, they've made up over time and, uh, you know, they're friends again. And, uh, you know, your, your girlfriend can go back to writing songs about breakups. Yeah, that's what she does good, you know. I'm still waiting to be a part of one of those songs, just saying. <laughs> Tony, I know you uh, followed the uh, hip-hop beefs. Are you familiar with the feud between Drake and Pusha T? No. No, I know who Drake is. I've heard. Uh, I'm not familiar with Pusha T, though. Yeah, wasn't Drake that actor from Degrassi Junior High? Or... I guess. He was. <laughs> he, he's a, he's a uh, rapper? Artist? Something yeah. now. It's kind of like yesterday if I asked you if you knew who Bad Bunny was. I don't even know who Bad Bunny is. Nope. Not a clue. In this Bad case, Bunny! In this case, the beef between Drake and Pusha T has been brewing since the early 2010s, at which point Pusha T's bigger problem was still with Lil Wayne, who had recently signed Drake to his label Young Money, but reached a new high with a brutal exchange of diss tracks in 2018. Over the course of the decade, the pair swapped occasional insults, but the rhyme that became a line in the sand became, uh, came on Drake's 2016 track, Two Birds, One Stone, in which he questions the authenticity of Pusha T's drug-dealing stories. Pusha T responded a year and a half later in May 2018 with his release of Kanye-produced album Daytona, the final track of which, Infrared, includes a reference to Drake using Ghost Riders. The very same day, Drake fired back with Duppy Freestyle, which takes aim at both Pusha T and Kanye. Drake is publicly credited as a co-writer on two songs off the latter's The Life of Pablo. So uh, there might be some truth to him using uh, Ghost Riders if he only co-wrote two songs on his album. Yeah, that would be some truth. That's the bad thing about rap nowadays. There's always so much beef. Now, when we were growing up, if you go with rap artists, I always remember Easy. You know when NWA broke yep. up, Easy had a lot of problems with Dr. Dre, and then he was on Death Row Records, and then that that all stemmed into like uh, eventually with the notorious B.I.G. versus uh, you know Tupac, Tupac. and yep. there was all kinds of issues back then. Yeah, I mean we could do a whole segment just on rap beefs, but uh, we're not going to insult you with that. Uh, let's move on with our famous feuds. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> How about between Bella Thorne and Whoopi Goldberg? Do you recall that one at all? No. I know who both are, but no. Well, rather than allow a hacker to continue to blackmail her with them, actress Bella Thorne posted her own nude photos. While many praised Thorne for the bold move, comedian Whoopi Goldberg made a point on The View that celebrities should anticipate being hacked and therefore avoid taking nude photos altogether. Thorne did not take the criticism lightly and posted a tearful response to Goldberg telling her shame on you and comparing her ha hacking experience to sexual assault. The View and Goldberg have yet to respond. And then uh, Bella Thorne recently has been on OnlyFans, actually made a uh, record of uh, raising God, a million dollars or so on OnlyFans, uh, only to reveal that she didn't do anything fully nude. People were really upset. And uh, for that reason, OnlyFans changed their business model around uh, sort of limiting what uh, people can make on there. So, uh, I and mean, that whole thing has had just rippling consequences. But, uh, you know, Bella Thorne, former uh, Disney actress, uh, turned, uh, for lack of a better term, porn star at this point. Yeah, that's the 
that's kind of the thing though i mean if you are a celeb uh, odds are for whatever reason man it never turns out well for any celebrity their photos always seem to get out yeah yeah and whoopi had a good point you know you just have to expect it to happen so if you're going to take them sooner or later they may just uh, surface they might just appear moving on with our famous feuds how about angelica houston and jackie weaver can't tell you i've heard of either one of them well angelica houston played uh, morticia oh, uh, well, okay angelica houston yeah but not jackie weaver and then uh, you'll obviously angelica houston was in a more recent movie which i'll touch on here in a sec so when angelica houston called out the 2019 film palms telling new york magazine i'm looking for movies that impress me in some way that aren't apologetically humble or humiliate humiliating like band of cheerleaders gets back together for one last hurrah Palm star Jackie Weaver responded by telling Vanity Fair that the John Wick Chapter 3 parabellum actress can go F herself. <laughs> Weaver's clapback did not stop there with her adding, I would say she must be going through menopause, but she must have had that ages ago. The women have since walked back their insults towards each other in interviews. Uh, boy, that sounds brutal. Yeah, that sounds harsh. <laughs> Uh, here's one that uh, you never would have expected. Obviously, your ex-wife being a fan of Sex in the City. I think uh, many people are. How about the beef between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall? Yeah, that was always kind of crazy because they were like best friends on the show. But in real life, they didn't get along. They butted heads. So I'm amazed they – I don't know how well they – patched everything up but it was enough to make those two movies after the series had ended so well if you ask sarah jessica parker she would tell you that there actually isn't a fight between her and her former sex in the city co-host but if you ask literally anybody else who had witnessed the drama they would say otherwise there are so many different layers to this feud but it can be easily whittled down to this kim cattrall thinks sarah jessica parker was mean on sex in the city SJP thinks she wasn't. The show's many cast members aren't, uh, are taking their respective sides, but all adds up to the cold hard truth that we are probably never going to get Sex in the City 3 unless holographic technology gets really good or uh, <laughs> deep fake, uh, you know, in that case. But yeah. uh, I, I can live without I, a Sex in the City 3. I, I'm okay with that. The, the only thing I could see is possible reboot at this point with new characters. I, I'd be okay just to let that series die. I agree. <laughs> well, speaking of letting things die, that is the end of this segment for Famous Feuds. When we come back, we're headed to the end of the show. It's time for this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the fourth and final segment of the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It's Thursday, November 12th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video or audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. You 
always say yes. Thanks, Tom. While always you're there, yes. be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Speaking of sharing, that's not caring. Uh, I got the joy of witnessing one of my neighbors letting their dog poop in my front yard, not picking it up, and then moving on uh, just as I was getting ready to come back from the segment. So, uh, ah, Savages, man. Oh, I, I know which neighbor it is, so rude. they may be getting their, uh, their deposit back. So, <laughs> In any case... Oh, man, that's awful. I know, I know. No Is respect. Is it the ones that hog the uh, parking spot next door? Maybe. Maybe, yeah, they're getting it back. <laughs> well, folks, as we do at this point <laughs> in the show, we like to drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. Yeah. It is time drop. for This Day in History. Mercy the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking things off this day in 1661, Robert Hooke is appointed curator of experiments to the Royal Society of England. I'm surprised they didn't name him Captain. Hey there, Captain. Captain Hooke. Captain. Anybody? Bueller? Bueller. This day in 1880, best-selling American novel Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ, by soldier Lou Wallace is published. And obviously they've made uh, a super famous movie with um, Michael Douglas's day, a Kirk Douglas. And then there was a more recent one that didn't fare as well, but uh, made him a uh, basically a superstar of his time back in 1880. Yeah. 1880. That's crazy. That's back in the day. All right. Moving on this day in 1910, the first possible movie stunt occurred. Man jumps into the Hudson River from a burning balloon. And back in those days, if you watch the silent movie era, um, the stunts that they performed, obviously without safety nets and harnesses and all the things that they have today are just mind blowing that that's something they could do. Right. Well, and it's creepy seeing old school footage like that, too. I don't know why. It's just it's got like an eerie feel to it. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's all like sort of sped up at the same time. And yeah, very strange. Well, it reminds me of that damn scene in uh, uh, the original It, you know, with with the flip through the books uh-huh. and the old timey stuff is kind of it reminds so me of faster and faster. Yeah. Moving on this day in 1912. I'm only reading this because this guy has a badass middle name. British explorer Robert Falcon Scott's diary and body are found in Antarctica. I mean, my next kid, his middle name's going to be Falcon. That is Christian Falcon Phoenix, the KFF. <laughs> oh, this day that is Yippee Mr. Falcon. Exactly. Exactly. This day in 1927, Leon Trotsky is expelled from the Soviet Communist Party, paving the way for Joseph Stalin to consolidate complete power. And of course, you know, Stalin is in some cases regarded as a worse dictator than even Hitler. So uh, hopefully all those sorts of days are behind us. I heard Stalin was a really nice guy that you'd want to bring home to mother. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I heard that. I've, I've heard that from nobody. Not. This day in 1936, <laughs> the first ever TV gardening show, In Your Garden, is shown on BBC television. 
Ooh, how exciting. Are you one... In your garden, trimming them rose bushes. In your garden, I'm going to show you how to plant the shrubs. Are you an HGTV guy? No. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that there's not good shows, because when I was married, we did watch HGTV, and there was good stuff. We actually, uh, house hunting, we, uh, during the show House Hunters, uh, one of the houses uh, from House Hunters was actually... uh, fun story we actually put an offer on it no we kidding move into a house on her house yeah but then we thought about it and we were like you know because we were sitting making an offer on one house we were sitting in another house that ended up being our house <laughs> hey that's kind of cool though um yeah. i walked in yesterday and jesse was watching the one with um oh who's who's the couple that all their stuff's at target now and uh uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Okay. Just out of the blue, she's watching that. Okay. You're like, all right. I thought you were going to say the Property Brothers. They're, they're on a lot of stuff. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Moving on this day in 1966. Here's a man after your own heart, Tony. Buzz Aldrin takes the first space selfie, a photo of himself performing extravehicular activity in space during the Gemini program. Ooh. There was a picture on uh, Fallon the other night where they showed a picture of Buzz getting into the space, uh, the space shuttle, and then the the joke was, "Hey, why'd you take a picture of my butt?" Because it's just his backside, like his back's to the camera. <laughs> oh, very cool. But it was a, it was a running gag. Yeah, oh, Buzz in his later years has shown up in TV and movies and Dancing with the Stars and. He's he's definitely taken that celebrity, uh, you know, in his later To years. infinity and beyond. Yeah. I sh- Different buzz, pretty sure. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> this day in 1980, New York City Mayor Ed Koch admits to trying marijuana. Ooh. Ooh, Mr. Koch. How dare he. Still better, still better than old Rudy. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> when Ed Koch was uh, people's court? Uh, now that you mention it, I didn't know that was who that is, but I do remember the People's Court, uh, court before, uh, who is it now, Meredith? Uh, something I, I don't even know who it is. Wasn't Mills Lane a, uh, a judge on People's Court, or he had his own show? He just had his own show. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've our um, uh, state judicial building is named after him. He, oh, was, crazy. he was out of Nevada here, yeah. Judge Joe Mill Lane, let's get it on! <laughs> This day in 1984, Paul McCartney releases We All Stand Together. We all stand together. It's going to be another hit on this day in history, I promise you. (laughs) This day in 1986, Roger Clemens wins the American League Cy Young Award unanimously. Uh, Who was he playing for at that time? Was it uh, Yankees or Boston? Red Sox. Or he was Astros. He was Astros, Yankees, Red Sox, I think. I don't remember. He was a great pitcher. My thought... My thought is probably the Red Sox at that time in the early 90s, because it was later, late in the 90s. He was in the Yankees, the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because he pitched his last season, he came out of retirement and pitched for the Astros uh, before they're obviously before they're cheating. But unfortunately, he fell victim to the steroid scandal, so he's forever banned. Yep. Has that asterisk next to his name. Yeah, he has the asterisk, which sucks because he was a hell of a good pitcher. That he was. He didn't seem like an overly friendly guy either. No, no, not somebody that yeah. uh, you'd go out to drink. He's not with. somebody you want to go ask for an autograph. He didn't seem very cordial. Exactly. 
Moving on this day in 1991, everywhere you go, Tony, Full House has its 100th episode. Do you remember what happened in that 100th episode? No. I'm going to guess Steve Urkel showed up, though. Nope. Nope. Something a little more long-lasting. The twins are born. Wow. Lori oh, Loughlin was that and... uh, Jesse and Becky's uh, twins? Yep. All right. Because I was going to say, at this point, uh, you got, can't get confused with Mary-Kate and Ashley because they each played the same character exactly yeah in that case you had twins actually playing twins yeah which they would continue on fuller house the dj's kid was a the one paying the baby was a twin playing a twin yeah you know oh really playing twins but uh they got a pair of twins to alternate just like they did back in the day so to be fair i've watched maybe two episodes of fuller house and so Mm -hmm. yeah it ain't ain't worth it it's It's cheesy. A lot, a lot of tongue-in-cheek uh, winks back to the original series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the original. We'll just go with that. Yep. This day in 2016, Jackie Chan is awarded an honorary Oscar for his film achievements at the 8th Annual Governor's Awards Ceremony. Um, obviously, he's never won an Oscar for any acting or anything, but uh, for everything he's brought to filmmaking, uh, he's certainly done a lot. I would say that's well-deserved. Uh, guy does all his own stunts. Um, I enjoyed his movies in the late 90s when he started going a little more mainstream. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely have no interest in seeing the one with him and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nope. That looks terrible. <laughs> he did, uh, God, he did one maybe five, six years ago. It was sort of a, a Taken-type one where his daughter's kidnapped. That was a oh, fantastic yeah. movie. I do remember that. <laughs> I forget what it's called, but I do remember that now that you mention it. Yeah. Good movie. Look it up. Now, folks, uh, we are headed into the final minute of the show, and we're going to take you through some of today's holidays before we let you go. Holidays! For instance, today is Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Uh, Yum! I'd I'd just rather take some chicken soup. That's all I want. Today is Fancy Rat and Mouse Day. Do you put top top hats on your mice? I mean, what, what makes them fancy? Hey, what is it like dinner for schmucks? Right. <laughs> uh, today is National Happy Hour Day. I think that's something that we can all uh, appreciate. Yeah, I, wish I, I wish I could participate in that. Here's one National French Dip Day. Ooh, I'll definitely. Ooh. Yeah. Today is International Guinness World Record Day, so make yourself a world record. And today is World Quality Day, so just be a quality human being. Folks, that does it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow, Friday, with a brand new episode and good news, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Bye-bye.